What's up, guys? Welcome into this edition of the Brews on the Balcony podcast, another bonus pod for you, this time going in-depth about the 2018 St. Louis Cardinals. Now, we had a video out about a week and a half ago talking about the Cardinals and Cubs rivalry, how it's kind of died down a bit, at least in my opinion. And then we kind of go into the conversation of the Cardinals in depth from 2018, the issues that a lot of fans have with this team, the front office obviously having issues at the, at the moment, and also how hopefully they can turn it around, if not this year, in the near future. Now, they currently are on a four-game winning streak, so some of this might be kind of one of those things where you record, you know, a week and a half ago, you have a hot take that maybe not exactly goes wrong, but is a little outdated. But this is more of an entire kind of rundown of the entire season. So even though they're winning right now, the bullpen is getting better. We mentioned how they weren't doing well. But uh, the majority of the season, as a lot of people out there, a lot of Cardinal fans that are listening to this will understand, they have struggled. So we talk about the whole season uh, together as a whole and kind of mention, you know, what the Cardinals can do. Will they go after big-time bats in July? Is it worth it? Do you think you'll make the playoffs? If they don't, what changes do they make? Who's gone? Who stays? All that good stuff. Once again, I appreciate the support. I know Nick appreciates the support. If you have not already, subscribe on iTunes. Give us a positive review. We are continuing to grow and couldn't do it without you all. So thank you very much. All right, guys, we appreciate it. Enjoy the bonus pod. Bras on the balcony. Cardinals, Cubs. Cardinals, Cubs. And, uh, man, it's a big-time rivalry. Now, a lot of people disagree on this. I think Cards-Cubs is the best rivalry in all of baseball. You have the Yankees-Red Sox. You have the Giants-Dodgers. Do you think Cardinals-Cubs is the best rivalry in all of baseball? In baseball only? Yeah. Um, baseball specifically. I don't think so. I think it, it kind of died down a little bit. And then even when the Cubs won the World Series, I think it completely changed everything. Yeah. I, I think, think, you know, it went with the Red Sox and, and Yankees are finally up there in the AL East, both two of the top teams in the American League again, fighting every single season, literally fighting earlier this year. And that doesn't happen with the Cardinals and Cubs anymore. It's more about the fans against each other than it right. is the teams. The teams never have any issues anymore. Well, it seems like in the early 2000s and then – you know, into the mid-2000s, the Cardinals were always the team to beat in the NL Central. Astros were awful. Mm-hmm. Cubs were awful. Reds and Pirates have always kind of been up and down. Brewers, same way. And now, kind of flip-flop. The Cardinals are not doing so hot. And the Cubs, of recently, have been the team that's been the hottest one in the NL Central. And a lot of people aren't used to that. And now the, the Cardinals fans are starting to realize, after you go two years without making the playoffs, you hit year three where you're a little bit above 500, but you're still four or five games back. A chance to not make it three years in a row. Cubs, again, going to the top of the standings. It's getting kind of one of those normal feelings that you don't like to see right. here in St. Louis. But the rivalry itself, I think, has died down because the players, you know, they don't hate each other anymore. Yeah, it you seems know, like you've lost Carlos all the... Zambrano, everybody Aramis Ramirez, the Cardinal Aramis killers. Yep. I tell you what, I'm trying to think, think of some of the Cardinals that were really... Heated back then. Pujols always was. Yeah. Yachty is. Exactly. I think a lot of those players from the Tony La Russa era, Yadier and Wainwright are really the only two left from the Tony La Russa era. The actual rivalry, do you think it ever enhances? Because here's my thing. <laughs> Excuse me. With me, I was big into the, the rivalry, and I still am. You still don't like the Cubs because that's how you're raised in right. St. Louis. Right. But hate Chicago. For me, it was like I also didn't like the players. I, I hated Zambrano, oh, how yeah, cocky he yeah. was. I hated Dotel. I hated all those guys that were on hey, the now, old Dottel Cubs was team. Listen, no, the Cardinals. No, and he was close. I don't care about that. When he was closing for the Cubs. He was clutch for the Cardinals. Or, no, 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 no. He wasn't Dotel. It was Mar- 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 Marmol. Derek Lee, Aramis Ramirez, and Carlos Zambrano specifically. Lee, man, that open stance. Oh. 
they killed the Cardinals. And then remind me, I, I'm, this is just a brain fart, but Dusty Baker was the Cubs Dusty manager one Baker, time. I tell but you when what. him and Tony hated each other, yeah. he was with the Reds, right? That wasn't the years no, he was with the Cubs. No, he was with the Cubs. The, the, the fight that everybody remembers, when well, they were was, on the yeah. top step of the dugout going at it, Tony La Russa and Dusty literally going at each other, screaming across the dugout. Yeah. And when they were throwing uh, at each other's batters back and forth, which you see all the time, but rarely do you see the managers going at it the way those two did. It was. It was a good one. And honestly, I think I got confused because the Reds... Uh, yeah, year, Dusty or, was with the Reds, and then he was with the... Uh, that's when, that's when the brawl happened the with the Adi yeah. and, and Brennan Phillips. Brandon so Phillips. that was... Which that kind of really kind of uh, sparked a heated rivalry between the Reds and the Cardinals. And then in 2011, with Nigel Morgan and the Milwaukee Brewers, him running his mouth mm -hmm. against the Cardinals, there was kind of a little bit of a rivalry there for a couple of years. Not so much now anymore, though, because really the NL Central is kind of lacking compared to some of the other divisions in baseball. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And I mean, just like the amount of, I mean, with the Brewers kind of making a surge now this year, getting Yelich and kind of stepping things up, they seem like they're going to be a team that's going to stick around a bit. And yeah. they're kind of more fun to watch now when the Cardinals play them. But I mean, the Pirates are garbage usually. Uh, the Reds are obviously terrible. And it's kind of one of those things where now you're a Cardinal fan and you see your team as two years in a row. I wouldn't call them a team that's giving up or anything, but a lot of people have, you know, issues with the way things are going on. The issues. people they're signing, and well, a guy like Dexter Fowler, for instance, what is issues making do you have, TJ? eighteen million a year. Let's and hear it. It's not starting. Let's spew your hot takes. That's not. That's that's all I got. Mainly Dexter, Dexter Fowler, Fowler and the and the entire bullpen. They should be. Yeah, Mike Matheny's bullpen management has been piss poor. Questionable decisions and how he uses those bullpen guys. A lot of times, I look back to the Tony La Russa. Tony La Russa did great the bullpen and how to manage it and I think what Mike Matheny is kind of struggling with right now with the Cardinals is that you don't really have a guy that is a bona fide closer you have mm -hmm. Bud Norris you have Jordan Hicks you have different guys and so they don't have the guys that know their roles when you have a closer that knows he's the closer every night he's coming in sorry bug you on have me. the long man coming in you got a bug on you I'm sorry about that yeah, you're kind of you're kind of but you have the setup guy. When those guys know their roles, especially I look at the Cleveland Indians a couple of years ago when they when they played the Cubs in the World Series, that bullpen was one of the best bullpens, was the best bullpen in baseball, maybe one of the best bullpens all time in MLB history with Andrew Miller and the guys that they had there and how Terry Francona was able to manage that. Everybody knew their role, and that's why they succeeded down the line. And I agree. Right now with the Cardinals, you see them struggling, and they got to figure it out. they yep. got a lot of issues that they need well, to work There's a lot of injuries. Through. I mean, that's yeah, a big part Yeah, the Cardinals of it, have been plagued by injuries in ways way that I've never seen. Yeah. It, okay. I mean, the list is on and on and on and on. What I want to talk about is the frustration level as a fan. You know, I, I would say it's, it's different because for people like you, especially, who cover the Cardinals right. on a daily basis, you know, when you have to separate work from being a fan, yeah. does it That's actually tough. make you mad how it's going, you know, in the wrong direction, it seems like? It seems like Ooh. it's like a stalemate, but it's it's not getting any better, and it's not getting that much worse, but a little worse as, you know, they keep making these changes that they think well, are going to be Well, that's the worst situation you can be in, where you're not good enough to make a run in the playoffs, but you're not bad enough to where you're at the basement of the MLB and can get the top draft picks from the next year. Yeah. Being middle of the road to below average is the worst spot to be in, especially in a sport like baseball. And baseball is one of those games where 162 games in the season, as we know, as you've learned over, over the course of this podcast, mm -hmm. uh, you go through ebbs and flows. You have highs, you have lows. You can go on a hot streak, you can go on a cold streak, and the Cardinals have done both those so far this season. 
But when you look at the grand scheme of things, it seems like when one thing goes right, that's when something else goes wrong. Correct. So if Fowler's you know, in a funk, Ozuna's hitting well. Fowler all of a sudden starts hitting, well, and Colt Wong's not hitting very well. Yep. And then, you know, you have, you have Yachty get, gets injured. Weaver, you know. Alex Reyes. Is Weaver, and yeah, Reyes goes down, but Weaver, who was hot to start the season, is now struggling in what, in what is one of the better starting rotations in the MLB. Mm -hmm. So it's like they can't get it all figured out at the right time. And really, it doesn't matter until no. the playoffs because if you can and at least can contend and hang around and get a wild card spot and then catch fire in, you know, August, September, October, that's all that matters. Yeah. Then but, for me, it's the same kind of thing you were saying. Is like, I, I, it's it's hard to be frustrated because they I see the moves they're trying to make. They're just making the wrong moves outside of the organization. Every time this team has been able to bring someone from within the organization up and they think it's going to be a star, it usually pans out pretty well. And I'd say star very lightly, as in like Matt Carpenter, I would say, is a star, mm -hmm. two-time All-Star, but he's not like an MVP caliber guy, and he's definitely not anymore. What I'm saying is they've been able to take people in the in their actual organization, bring them up. Only a few times I can remember them bringing in someone from the outside. Matt Holiday. Matt Holiday, Scott Rowland, Jim Edmonds. I mean, I would even say David Eckstein. I know that's Adam hard to put him in that level. Technically, even though he was barely into his career before they brought him yeah. here. He progressed here, but I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, the Cardinals, you look at the how their organization is run. They have one of the best farm systems in all of baseball. True. And that's why, where they pride themselves at having so much success is developing their talent mm -hmm. from within and bringing them to the major leagues. You right. see Jeff Lunau, who was the scouting director for the Cardinals before he went down to Houston, and he you know, turned Houston around and made them a World Series champion. Mm -hmm. True. And so the Cardinals have a good track record of developing talent, whether it's from their scouting ability, from their, their guys within their the front office, to the guys that are actually out on the field. They do a great job, and that's where they pride themselves on and don't really want to make a bunch of big, brash moves, even though they have all this money to spend. Now, you look at a guy like Greg Holland, they go out, they spend a little bit of money, a Scott Boris client, and he's going to be a wash for the season. you got to kind of cut your losses. The yep. Cardinals would much rather go out there and develop guys from within than go out and make a big, splash, flashy spend. Well, it's worked in the past. It's not really what they're known for. They're not the New York Yankees. I've had the conversation to me, talking about bringing people up through the organization, everybody's saying, oh, I want the big bat, I want Machado, I want all this, but I don't want to give up any pieces. That's the same thing you've been hearing the last three years and what happened. They haven't made the, the series, or I'm sorry, they didn't make the playoffs yeah. two years in a row. You gotta have Some a change. Something's not working, it needs to change. Right, you gotta Whether it's, it. they, They've spent money, which obviously isn't working that well because they're spending money on the wrong guys, or, now, they have had guys that have had good pasts, but they're not panning out. I talk about Dexter Fowler. I talk about Brett Cecil. Obviously, oh, Brett Cecil, you know, terrible. That's, that's the one thing, and they're making a terrible. ton of money. So the spending money thing, they're trying. It's not really working. But you haven't seen a big trade, I don't think, since the holiday trade. No. And a big acquisition since, I wouldn't even call Fowler an acquisition of that level. I, yeah. mean, I, mean, I mean, everybody knew he was... A, in, Pretty good player, but he had, a, he had a hell of a year with the Cubs. That's why he got signed to that contract. I think, you know, it all it sucks. It all stems from what happened with um, Oscar Tavares. Mm -hmm. Because after that vacancy left, they went out and got Jason Hayward, who never really worked. But they had to get a right fielder with a bat that had pop 
Oscar yep. Tavares was expected to be one of the best rookies and you know provide that bat for the lineup and so they went out got Hayward didn't really work out he goes to Chicago they get Fowler to as a replacement and to play takeover for center and he hasn't really panned out yet so they're really missing this big bat and what you saw the past two seasons missing the playoffs and them not really doing a whole lot in free agency I don't really blame the Cardinals organization from talking with Bill DeWitt as well as John Mazalock and Mike Gersh it didn't really seem like they were going out to acquire a big free agent in 2018. Now they got Ozuna, and people were like, eh, we don't know if we like that yet. People are liking it now because he's starting to hit a little yeah. bit. But they obviously were all in on John Carlo, lost on that, never saw Stan I still think here. that was an okay thing. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's I mean, they, they offered him the money, and he didn't want it. He didn't want to come to St. Louis. That's fine. They got Ozuna, okay. I thought they may have needed to go out and get another pitcher to replace Lance Lynn. They trusted some of the arms. I still think they might get another arm if they are contending at the end of July. Mm -hmm. I think they'll trade. They have a ton of trade pieces. But really, I think they're planning for playing for free agency 2019 when Harper and Machado are both on the market. Yeah, now, I, I don't see either of those guys coming to, to St. Louis or wanting to come here. Harper, definitely not. He's going to go to either New York or Chicago, more than likely. LA is in a play for him as well. Machado, I think there's a chance that they could get. I think could fit in great in St. Louis if they can convince him that, you know, he'd like it here and you can sign him to a nine-year deal. They have the money to spend. That's why I would they think you should trade money. for him, but it's too late, I think, because once you are in July, first of all, you don't even know if you're going to make the playoffs. I think, I think you can try and trade for him in July because— But you're going to give up at least, I'd say, Flaherty. Uh, Wong, which is fine. I don't know if they'll want Wong. I'm just saying it's probably Carson clarity. Kelly, probably Dakota Carson. Hudson. So you're talking about two, two probably legit yes. pitchers or yes. prospects. Yes. Or it's someone that's already kind of proven. But you look like at Jack what clarity. they have down in Memphis. I mean, they have the best team in all of AAA. They have guys that all across that roster that could play in the major leagues right now on a number of teams. And a lot of those guys are going to be wanting to get their opportunity to play. I know it's frustrating that they have to be down there in Memphis, especially for Carson Kelly, who's a major league starting catcher on any other any any team in the MLB right now. Could, mm -hmm. He has trouble hitting off speed, but nonetheless, he could be on an MLB roster. Luke Voigt could be on an MLB roster. Harrison Bader has made the most of his time, is on the MLB roster. Yep. But they still have a ton of outfield depth down there. They have uh, Tyler O'Neill, who was one of Seattle's top prospects that they traded Marco Gonzalez for. They have a ton of talent down there in the minors that they can grab and use as trade pieces to get a big bat at the end of July or a strong arm. I just don't want it to be a rental player. Mm -hmm. If it's going to be one of these big highlight guys, if it's going to be Manny Machado, you got to have the 100% certainty that you are going to re-sign him before you give up four or five players, two or three guys that are major league, could be on a major league roster and then a couple of top prospects as well. They have the pieces to do it. They have the money to spend. you got to get the be able to get the deal I done. I doubt they do. I, I, don't I think totally they, doubt they I do. I think Harper goes to the Yankees. I think Machado goes to the Cubs. Yeah. Or vice versa. Bras on the balcony. You are welcome to give your thoughts on the 2018 Redbirds by leaving us a voicemail at 314-877-8597 or you can get in touch with us on social media by following at Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can also search Brews on the Balcony podcast on Facebook. Once again, guys, thank you for listening. Keep helping to spread the word. Love you guys. We'll see you on Friday.